I know it's hard to believe, but another season of the Some Weird Podcast is almost in the books. This season had a little bit of everything. Stories of pop music's greatest hits, people who could make it rain, dolphins that required the love of a good woman, and health conditions that made you think you were missing body parts. We even got to tell some stories about Chrissy's adopted home of New Jersey, where we finally learned the origins of the oft-referenced New Jersey Devil. For the finale of Season 4, we're going back to where it all started, Newfoundland. It is a place of endless tales about the weird, wild, and wonderful. A place full of stories that can only be described as some weird. Welcome to the Some Weird Podcast, a podcast about strange and unusual stories told by us, a sister and brother team hailing from the topic of this, our final episode of season four, the island of Newfoundland. I'm your co-host, Chrissy. And I'm your co-host, Barry. In this episode, we're going home to bring you a slew of stories from Newfoundland and Labrador. And along for the ride, again, is your best friend of mine, Trivia Ted. Here I am, Trivia Ted. That's my Christian name. Trivia Ted, you may not know this, but the episode that you were on, Deathbed Confessions, on this season was our highest rated of this season. Ooh. So you must have got your mother involved or something. I don't know. <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> Bring him on for the finale, see if we can uh, drum up that magic again. Yeah, but Ted's our first ever repeat guest, so uh, it's good to have you back. And when we talk about our home province, he has a lot of insight, so we figured we'd bring him on one more time. Well, thanks for having me. Just don't fool it up, that's all. Yeah, see if you get fired after this one. Yeah, don't fuck <laughs> it up. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, uh, we normally have a pretty, I wouldn't say a strict outline, but we have an outline. We have a, a basically a topic that myself and topic that Chris is going to cover. For this one here, we have absolutely no idea what anyone's bringing to the table. We figured we'd uh, <laughs> try and pop each other, like you pop the boys in the back. Mm. <laughs> We each brought something interesting to the table. We don't really know what each other brought, so we're just going to uh, roll it and see how it goes. Chrissy's up first with whatever she brought to the table. Let's get it on the go. For this season's Newfoundland and Labrador episode, I want to look at the scallywag as it applies to a Newfoundlander as a personality trait. So, the official definition of a scallywag is, and this is a quote, a good-natured, mischievous person who may act out of the norm. But... If a scallywag was an action, it would be that most Newfoundland of gestures, the wink and a nod, delivered after a friendly, how's she getting on, Bison, or any comment delivered to a CFA, that's a come from away, to emphasize the I'm just joking by part of whatever off-color comment was just delivered. So Ted, the term scallywag, is that something that was a, a Pazentia thing? The scallywag, yeah, like I somehow just, it's filtered through my brain that I know that term. Okay. Scallywag is like an imp, I would say. Yeah. It's yeah. a term that our mom would say to like, I know she said it to my kids when they were little, like, oh, you little scallywags. Oh, yeah. Yes. Right, yeah. You'd use it with, often with children or like somebody who's up to no good, but it's like harmless no good. Yeah. It's like a fun little mischievous imp kind of a thing. Not a fairy because they're evil. That's no, right. that's right. And not yeah. like a skeet who's going to steal your hubcaps. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the scallywags. Okay. So... Uh, like I said, I think if you were to assign the term scallywag to a gesture, it would be that wink and a nod. I also think that it's a little more than just the boys will be boys bullshitism that is often associated with the flavor of what a scallywag is. So I think, I'm making up my own definition here, that a true scallywag is also somebody who's clever. Clever enough to pull one over on anyone who would underestimate them. Yes. So let's first look at the scallywags of Newfoundland's entry into Canadian Confederation. So a quick rundown of Newfoundland's path to Canadian Confederation is needed, I promise, 
I'll be as brief as I possibly can. Immediately before Confederation, Newfoundland was a dominion within the British Empire. It was not an independent nation at that time. Rather, it was ruled by an appointed commission of government, complete with a governor from Britain, and we'll get to this guy shortly. Letting the boys across the pond take care of the business of government worked just fine in the economic toilet that followed the Great Depression. But prosperity followed World War II, and the people of Newfoundland collectively said, fuck that shit. Still, the exact method for how said shit should be fucked was up for debate. In 1948, there were two referendums held to answer this question. The first was on June 3rd, and it had three choices. First, continue being ruled by the appointed commission of government. This only got 14.3% of the total vote. Number two, become an independent dominion within the British Empire like it was before the commission of government. This got 45.5% of the vote. And then finally, Canadian Confederation. And this got 41.1% of the vote. So these stats would suggest that independent government got more votes than anyone else, so welcome to the country of Newfoundland should have been displayed at Gander Airport. However, the rule was that the winner must get at least 50% plus one of the vote. So nobody got at least 50%, even though there was a majority. We know that Joey Smallwood pushed hard to join Canada, and, spoiler alert, this was the eventual result. But let's look at what happened between the June 3rd and the July 22nd, 1948 referendums. Now, remember that decidedly British governor of Newfoundland that I mentioned earlier? This was a guy named Gordon MacDonald. Though British himself, his political desire was to have Newfoundland join Canada. Sweep over there. They're your problem now. That's exactly the impression that I get uh, from this guy. It was reported that as part of his campaign for the people of Newfoundland to vote for Canadian Confederation was to stand up on George Street in St. John's, a street now better known as having more bars per square foot than any other street in North America than its place in political history, and declare, last time the Roman Catholics had their say, this time it's our turn. Uh, wouldn't the majority of the population be Roman Catholic? And, and saying no. that would... No. At that time, there was two-to-one ratio Protestants to Catholics. Is that right? Yeah. I was surprised at that, too. I thought we were all Catholics. Uh, I would have thought it would be another way. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we all love the Pope. <laughs> a bunch of papists. <laughs> no, historically, there was a great divide, though, between Catholics and Protestants in Newfoundland. We've mentioned it many times before. Yes. It kind of depends on what town you live in, if you're Catholic or Protestant. Yep. Um, and that statement it didn't help with that divide. Nor did the rumor that the Catholic bishops had influenced their followers to vote for independence on June 3rd. Some say that this caused the Protestant fraternal group called the Orange Order to influence their followers to vote against the Catholics. In other words, to vote for Canadian Confederation. Not because they wanted to join Canada, but because they wanted to vote against the Catholics. So this was a big mindfuck by this guy. Oh, it was a total mindfuck. But he wasn't the scallywag in this story. So on July 22, 1948, the second referendum to determine the fate of Newfoundland was held, sans the loser choice of continuing with commission of government. So that means two choices, either be independent country or join Canada. Canadian Confederation won 52% to 48%, leaving almost half of the population pissed as hell. Nevertheless, we officially became Canada's 10th province on March 31, 1949, and the fodder for Newfie jokes from then to now.
The last British governor of Newfoundland, Gordon MacDonald, seemed to have accomplished his goal of hooking Newfoundland up with the mainland and promptly fucked back off to Great Britain. The gracious and lovely people were so grateful to Governor MacDonald and all that he had done for our new province that a group of unknown, newly minted Canadian citizens published the following farewell poem in the long-running Newfoundland newspaper, The Evening Telegram. The cadence of this poem is weird. I'm going to read it exactly as the lines are. Here we go. The prayers of countless thousands sent, heaven words to speed thy safe return. Ennobled as thou art with duty well performed, bringing peace, security, and joy among the peoples of this newfound land. So saddened and depressed until your presence taught us discern and help decide what's best for all on whom fortune has not smiled. Remember, if you will, the kindness and the love, devotion and the respect that we the people have for thee. Farewell. So this was a poem that a group of people published honoring Governor MacDonald. Several weeks later, the editors of the telegram realized that this was not a lovely congratulatory poem that they originally thought it was. Instead, this was the work of a group of anti-Confederation scallywags who got this acrostic poem published as a final fuck you to the man that they felt screwed over the people of Newfoundland. Of course, an acrostic poem is one where the first letter of each line forms a word or phrase. And in the case of this particular poem that was dedicated to Governor MacDonald, the phrase that was formed was the bastard. (laughs) Anti-Confederation scallywags, indeed. Yes. (laughs) Nicely done. Yeah. People do think that Newfoundland would have been better off being its own country. I tend not to believe that. Mm Mm-hmm. It's amazing that 48%, like that's almost half of the people were like, no, I do not want to be part of that country. It's really bizarre to us because, you know, I was born 25 years after Confederation. I didn't know there was such a thing as not being a Canadian. Did you know that one of the things in the Confederation Act was that the, the breweries here will remain open no matter what? Is that right? That's why there's so many different beer companies in Newfoundland. Like Dominion and Black Horse and Blue Star. Yeah, exactly. They're all bought out by Molson, but yeah. There's something. I don't know exactly what it is. There's something in the Confederation Act that says that those facilities need to remain open. That's wild. Mm. Uh, So those were some anti-Confederation scallywags. But now I'm going to tell you another shorter story. This is called The Fake Hero. To the people who supported the Canadian Confederation, the 52%, the action of the few scallywags probably seemed petty. And being a proud Canadian myself, I personally tend to agree. That was a bullshit thing to do, boss. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can't say what I would have done because I didn't live during that time. And I, uh, I don't know what it was like. Uh, I only know the context of being a Canadian. But my next story may show that the scallywag as a personality trait may be something ingrained in the fog of the island, breathed in and bonded with our DNA, because my next scallywag is not a person or a group of people, but a scamp of a Newfoundland dog. The Newfoundland dog was originally bred in Newfoundland, which I actually didn't know. (laughs) Yeah, I've never really thought about it. Is is the Labrador retriever done in Labrador too? Yes. so. Okay. Yeah. So the Newfoundland dog was originally bred in Newfoundland and their purpose was to help fishermen because we're all fish-based economy. Yeah. I think most people do know what a Newfoundland dog is. And by the way, it is a Newfoundland dog, not a Newfie or a Newf. Fuck off with that shit. 
<laughs> but the Newfoundland dog was originally bred in Newfoundland, and they're freaking huge and they're powerful. They've got webbed feet, and they have water-resistant double coats, which makes them the perfect dog for swimming in the cold North Atlantic. Yeah. They were used for towing small boats and pulling fishing nets and water rescue. So you'd be out in your boat and you say, right, you, we like the anchor, but you throw all the dogs overboard and let them go to work. Keep <laughs> <laughs> the dogs in. Now, we did cover the amazing story of Harry Mann, the Newfoundland uh, dog, and his owner. That, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And his owner, Anne Harvey, who rescued 168 shipwrecked souls off of Isle of Moore back in 1828. But while this was an extreme case, it is also illustrative of the Newfoundland dog's tendency towards water rescue. They kind of just do it. And this was the case near Paris in 1908. An unnamed Newfoundland dog who lived with his master on the banks of the Seine heard the cries of a child in distress. Purely on instinct, the dog dove into the water and pulled the child, a young girl, to safety. The father of the child was so appreciative of the dog that he awarded a nice big beefsteak worthy of such a hero. Oddly, a few days later, the same dog saved a different child from the Seine. He was equally and rightfully awarded for his bravery, but this wasn't the end. It seemed that barely a day or two would pass without Paris's favorite Newfoundland dog performing a daring rescue of some poor child who found themselves at the mercy of the river. The people started to get worried about this crime spree. Was there a madman on the loose after their children? They formed an early 20th century version of a citizen's task force to find the culprit. To their delight and dismay, they found no crazed child killer on the loose. Rather, the near-crime spree was orchestrated by the scallywag dog himself. <laughs> Having been awarded a beefsteak after his first truly heroic saving of the near-drowning child, the Newfoundland dog seized any and all opportunities to push a child into the water <laughs> that retrieved <Yes>. them <laughs> for the grateful parents who awarded the hero dog with a fine piece of meat. Get in the there, dog. Johnny. That's a smart dog, yes. <laughs> yep, that's definitely a scallywag himself. Yeah. The little kid looked at the river and the dog was a big kick, knocks him in, <laughs> pulls him out. Where's my steak, bitch? <laughs> Amazing how quick he learned it. Oh, okay, I can do this. I can get a steak out of it. So I'll just start heaving kids in there. Hoving them in. Hoving <laughs> yeah. them in, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. That's what I have about uh. scallywag as a personality trait. <laughs> well, that's, some, that's two interesting scallywags. Yeah, a, a bastard and a dog. Now, when I was putting together the story of the scallywags, what I didn't know, and I still don't know, is scallywag a Newfoundland term or not? So, we have listeners in probably 30 countries now, Barry. Yeah, it's crazy. We always said that if one person that we didn't know listened to this, we'd be impressed, and now we are in 30 countries, so that, that's pretty good. And then some of you actually do reach out to us over our email, somewherepodcast at gmail.com, and uh, let us know about the show. And one person in particular, uh, I asked her if I could mention her because she pretty much emails us after every episode to say how much she enjoys it. So this section is dedicated to our fan, Margaret. I'm not going to say her last name because privacy. Oh, thanks so much, Margaret, for listening. Yeah. She's so funny. She wrote us an email a while ago, and she said that the show was mint, and she hoped that she had used that term correctly. I did not know what she was talking about because it's not a term that I had heard of, but she had said that she had seen it on, I'm going to say it wrong again, Rock Heart, Rock. <laughs> I keep rock saying hard Rock Cox. Hard. No, Rock Solid Builds. Rock Solid Builds. Thank you. 
<laughs> Why can't? What's wrong with me that I keep saying rock hard know. build? <laughs> My sister watching. You're a pervert. <laughs> My God. Uh, rock solid builds, which is one of those HGTV shows. But it's set in Brigus, which is a small town in Newfoundland where Barry and I actually went to high school. Yep. And uh, apparently this is a word that they use on this show. So that's where she had heard it from. So I was like, I don't know what that is. So I looked it up and I found this article on MSN that there's 10 different terms being used on this rock solid build. Solid build. <laughs> show. You did it. I'm going to give you guys the quiz to see if you know what these words are. Okay. Are you guys ready to participate? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. So the first one is, I already mentioned, it's mint. Oh, yeah, that basically means it's yes. great. Like I said, make a cotton, a perfect cotton piece of wood. Oh, that's a mint. That's mint by. That's yeah. mint by. <laughs> that went through me because I had no idea. I, I don't ever, maybe I'm not building enough barns. <laughs> but well, it's, uh, not, it's not really a, a building term. It's like <laughs> anything. Like, you, know, you watched that hockey game last night, it was, oh, it was mint. I think it came up in the 90s. Oh. If I was a betting man. I would say that term kind of came to light in the 90s. Okay, so you guys got that one. Let's keep track. Barry, can you keep track of your score? So you got okay. one. One you out of ten. One. And I got zero. Okay, next one. It was caddy. What is caddy? C-A-T-T-Y. Caddy. You stopped me now. I'm guessing like caddy is like combative. Now, I'm, again, I'm getting this from MSN.com, and they don't have it in a sentence, so that's all I got for you. I'm going to guess that means like combative or something like that. It's not a term I'm familiar with. Okay. I would say two girls, females being catty with each other, which is like, like, yeah, sniping type behavior, like they were getting catty. Yeah. So you're saying kind of a similar thing, right? You're being sort of combative, but specifically to females. I would say. That's what I would think too, but apparently no. Apparently the term catty is similar to uh, mint. So it's, if you say something, it's catty, you think it's really cool or awesome. That's caddy boy. Nah. <laughs> Doesn't jive. All right. Next one. Tangly. Like, that was real tangly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tangly is like uh, something's very difficult or... Messy. Messy. Difficult to maneuver. Correct. It means you're in quite the predicament. All right. Next. Oh, everyone knows this. Sure. Anyone who listens to this show knows this one. Yes, bye. Everyone knows that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to have to read what it says here because it's kind of like defining the word the, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the term yes by is a bit of a catch-all on the East Coast of Canada. It can mean anything from okay to really or no way and even it's true. You can basically have an entire com- conversation just by saying yes by. Yes by. Yes by. Yes by is definitely... I don't think that's something that's ever going to go away in Newfoundland. No, that's, that's, a, that's a popular one, yeah. Yeah, no. very popular. All right, so we all got that one. All right, oh, next is an ad. Uh, would you like HelloFresh? Because that's the <laughs> ad that came up. Okay, I already mentioned this one earlier. CFA, or Come From Away. You know what? I never heard of this until the play, honestly. Um, I heard of it, but I didn't hear a lot of people using it. I knew it was a term. Mm-hmm. But I just never heard a lot of people, oh, they're a CFA. Like, nobody's doing that. No. Mainlander was the term, right? Or another way to say somebody who's from away would be you're from up along. Up along or from Toronto. Yeah. You're either from Toronto or Boston. Toronto Those or are Boston, the two yeah. places outside of Newfoundland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what a come from away is. I know what it is. It's not a term I use until the play. 
I never heard. I honestly never heard of that term before the play. But mm-hmm. before the play, which is closing this year on Broadway, really, yeah, had a good run. It's going on tour. If somebody had said, "Oh, they're come from away," you would have known exactly what that meant. I know. I would have known what it meant. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. you're not from Newfoundland. Yes. And it's not a derogatory term. I want to make that clear. <laughs> yes, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, it's not derisive. It's it's just going. You're not from around here. But not like you're not from around here. No, it's more like, yeah. oh, not from around here. <laughs> yeah, because we find that interesting. Yeah, if somebody comes, like you go, how did you get here? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what are you doing here? Why do you live here? And, and maybe a little bit of why are you here? Exactly. <laughs> you know? But just a curiosity. Uh, anyhow, so come from away. Non-derogatory term. Next one, mozzie. It's a mozzie day out. Oh yes. So a mozzie day is like a misty. Maybe even a little bit humid day, like kind of low-hanging cloud type thing, but warm usually. So some mozzie out. Barry? No, I didn't know that one. You didn't know mozzie? Oh, okay. So I do know what mozzie means, but I think in Bay Roberts, we would more likely say muggy. Muggy day, yeah. That's right. Sure. Yep. And I think you could use mozzie in terms of... I saw it on Letterkenny. If anyone ever wants to hear a true Newfoundland accent, look at the Newfoundland hockey players scene on Letterkenny. You can see it on a YouTube. They were playing against <laughs> the native team, and they're like, bit mozzy on the rules, are you, boys? You don't look <laughs> right native to me. <laughs> uh, actually, a listener from Texas said that to us on Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Uh, mozzy day. Barry doesn't know what Ted does. You still keeping score? Yep. All right. Number seven. We are mossing on the rules of this episode. <laughs> That's right. This one only. Okay. We had a time, and the word there is time. A party, like a good laugh, a good drunk, that type of thing. I've heard that, yeah. Had a time. Some of these, are. I'm getting a lot of pleasure out of them because you're kind of like, what do you mean? What? You're just yeah. saying words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, of course. So, yeah. A time would imply a good time, a fun time. Yeah. A time mm-hmm. is always good. Number eight. Get it on the go. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. That means you're about to start your, your first story of the podcast. <laughs> exactly what it means around here, doesn't it? We, I think yeah. we say it every single one. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's just like, let's start. Self-explanatory. Let's get it on the go. <laughs> okay. Number nine, easy. That's all I got for it. Easy? You're like, you're some, not easy. Like, I, like I that? need a bit of context. Uh, okay. Um, all right. So let's say you're driving on a cliff and you're going real real fast and someone goes easy slow down (laughs) yeah just ease up like it's another one of those words it's like why you ask me the definition (laughs) so it's really like note what you're doing and take take stock of what's going on around you like be careful basically easy yes but the term the way you use the barrier is correct as well like you're not easy means (laughs) i don't know how to explain it yeah sorry it's like no uh no flies on you. No flies on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thing, keep, yeah. Let's keep jumping to Newfoundland sayings and never come to the actual <laughs> definition. <laughs> People understand. All right. We have just lost all. You remember how I said we were in like 30 countries? We're now down to one, and that country right. is Newfoundland. <laughs> one province of one country. <laughs> yeah. Which which was, for, which was thrust upon Canada by the Brits. <laughs> Take that, will you, boys? We're a mm-hmm. dormitist crowd. All right. So easy. <laughs> the final one is... Best kind. Best kind, of course, yeah. Like, good, like, uh, that's best kind. That's that's excellent. That's really good. That's something I like. That's something I want. He's best kind. He's a good fella. 
Yes. So mm-hmm. a normal English speaker would say, like, what was that some weird podcast like? And someone would say, it was really good. I enjoyed it. A Newfoundland would be all best kind by. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. In terms of tallies, Ted did the best. He had nine out of ten. He only did no caddy. Um, Chrissy and I bought eight. Ooh. Chrissy didn't know mint. I didn't know mozzie. I didn't know caddy either. Yeah, you didn't know caddy or mint. I didn't know caddy or mozzie. Oh, okay. All right. Very good. Oh, Ted's the real Newfoundlander here. I'm the real Newfoundlander. You've won the prize of the most Newfoundland Newfoundlander. <laughs> yeah, and your prize is you get to uh, you get to go next. There you go. All right. So this is <laughs> trivia Ted slash Newfoundland Ted slash best Newfoundlander on this podcast. The most <laughs> loyal and <laughs> and learned of all the Newfoundland phrases. So what I'm going to do is tell you a little bit of a quiz for our hosts here. Uh, I titled it, How Not to Look Some Weird While Visiting Newfoundland. So there's all kinds of different little tiny nuanced phrases. These aren't even what I would consider the big ones. It's just small little things that if you said them, you'd fit in. So number one is, starting with a discussion of alcohol, many visitors or just fans of Newfoundland uh, may think that screech is the rum of choice here. However, it's comparable to how we say fish when we're referring to cod. So when you say fish, it's like we mean cod. So if you ask for rum in Newfoundland, you will very likely get this brand, which is oddly made in Ontario. I know the answer. I don't know if you do. Want to say it on three? I think I know it, but I'm not not sure. One, One, two, two, three. Bacardi. Oh! Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, Barry's right. Bacardi. I should have thought about that for a second longer because our dad used to say, go and lambing. Going on the lamb. Yeah. <laughs> Boys, what are you at tonight? Go and lambing. We're 19 years old. Yes, my father. Go and, go and lambing. Go and lambs, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, lambs is the go-to rum here. Yeah. I mean, I I've even heard up. stories of, of Newfoundlanders going down to Cuba and Barbados and stuff like that, bringing lambs rum with them. Going to the land of rum and bringing <laughs> lambs rum. And I'm like, give it up. My gosh. Uh, um, so, number two, this phrase might sound like an incantation. It is usually uttered in amazement, anger, surprise, or possibly a mix of all three. As a kid, if you heard it, you would likely want it to make a quick exit. What is this phrase? I think I know what it is. Barry? I think I know too. I count kind of three. Ready? One, One two, two, three. Jesus, Jesus Mary, Mary, and Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> That's right. If you heard this, there was something really intense happening. <laughs> something bad's happening there. So, number three. If you hear someone is going to take the trike for a burn up to the shop for a pop chips and a bar, you may envision someone mounting a little plastic children's tricycle with two small back wheels and one big front wheel. An actual trike can be a vehicle for short-distance transportation or going into the woods to a cabin to fish or to berry pick. A trike is what brand of vehicle? I'm pretty sure I know the answer. I do not know the brand of trike. Well, Honda would be my guess. Yes, correct. For some reason in the the 80s, a Honda three-wheelers were extremely popular, and there's still lots of them in Newfoundland. Over the years, I think it was in the late 80s or possibly the 90s, they realized they were an extreme rollover risk and people yes, were being right. killed and maimed. You can take it and push up the front handlebar and you could flip it over. Now, 
when I go in the woods, that's one of the actual benefits because you can flip it out of a bog hole if you get it stuck. <laughs> yeah. So uh, sometimes yeah. you got to escape to fairies when you're out in the woods. <laughs> oh yeah, they're coming for you. So number four. The plastic bag is becoming a less common sight due to widespread bans in recent years. It has multiple uses around the house from uh, being holders of anything you'd need to drop off to someone, vessels for used cat litter, which happens in this house for Sugar the Cat, or to put in your boot for extra waterproofing. However, if you want to be one of the gang while visiting Newfoundland, you can refer to a plastic bag as this. <laughs> oh, I know this one. On three. One, one two, two, three. three. Sobey's bag. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> there you go. Perfection, yes. Sobey's bag has been the generic term for it. Yeah, it's like Kleenex and tissue, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, so number five. There are many variations of the meaning for this three-word phrase, depending on context, phrasing, and intonation. It can mean, I don't believe you. That's unbelievable. I'm very intrigued, interested, and amazed by the story you are telling. I am being dismissive of you. Please leave me alone. <laughs> Those are all could be this phrase. So what do you think this would be? I think I got it. I don't, I don't know. I'll let you Ooh. take this one. I don't know. Okay. Is it go on by? Yes. There you go. Go way by. Go on by. Go way by. Like that's that will be said if you didn't believe somebody like or they're being foolish. Like go way by. It's kind of like a yes by. It is, yes. It's a variation. Of I've, de variation. I've definitely heard that a million times, but uh, I didn't. Uh, it didn't register with me. Okay, number six. So, if you find yourself at the most popular fried chicken chain restaurant on the island, you need to order this instead of fries. I actually don't know anyone who has ever ordered fries at this fast food restaurant. What would you order instead of fries at this chicken restaurant? So, do we have to say the restaurant and the side? Yeah, sure. We'll do the restaurant first. Ready? Okay. One. Two, Two, three, three. Mary, Mary Browns. Browns. <laughs> there you go. The side is one, one two, two, three, taters. taters. <laughs> taters. And for the record, my wife gets fries instead of taters. What? Oh, really? Yeah, I know, yeah. Well, she also doesn't play 120, so I don't know if she's from Newfoundland <laughs> or not. <laughs> that's right, yeah, that's right. Uh, so, number seven, if you walked into a Mary Brown's and ordered fries, the server may think you're fooling around or you're pulling their leg or you're this. Barry's wife? <laughs> They'll think you're fooling around, though the situation will have nothing to do with fish. They'll think you are joking with them. What will we call that? It sounds fish-related, but if you're doing this to somebody and you're pranking them. Hmm. Fish kind of phrase that means you're just joking. Mm. Uh, cod? Yes, that's it. And maybe this is colloquial. Like, I'm only codding you. No, that's definitely a Placentia thing. Oh, really? Never heard it. But I'll give Chrissy a point for getting it. Codding around, fooling around. Like, I'm only codding you. That was a staple word out home. Is that right? That's ye okay. crowd down in Placentia saying that. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so we'll move on to number eight. Now, this one, I was surprised about this, but and I kind of found out about it recently because I just thought it was everyone news. Uh, to wrap up a meeting, to end it, oh, you say this. And it's maritime in origin, 
and it's equal to wrap it up. What is that? Yeah. We literally talked about this when you were in the bath when you were in the washroom. Sorry. <laughs> oh, really? We did. Nice. So we definitely Excellent. know this one. Okay, ready? <laughs> one, two, three. Clue, clue it up. up. Yeah, there you go. So the, the clue, I believe, are the corners of a square sail. So when you go to clue it up, you're pulling the corners together to wrap up your sale. Because I asked our friends over at the Degrassi podcast in our uh, private messages, um, I said, do you know what clue it up means? And they're like, I don't know what you're saying. They don't know nothing over at Degrassi. They don't know clue it up. <laughs> they don't know long trees. <laughs> they don't. No, that's right. Shout out to Narrows and Broomheads. All right. Yeah. So just to keep the score, we both have six out of eight. So here we go. Good job. Really? So as it stands, Ted is definitely the Still the best Newfoundlander, yeah. and, and we're tied for the worst Newfoundlanders. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Excellent. I'll get in a racket with you for that title. That's I'll right. beat the face off you, my son. Do, do your face in. So we got number nine. Where is the bay? Well, that's a good question. Uh, there are hundreds of bays in Newfoundland, but in broad strokes, town is the capital city of St. John's, and everything outside an overpass at the edge of the city that leads to the rest of the province is the bay. Can Barry or Chrissy name what that overpass bridge is connecting? Well, I don't know. I thought it was just a line. It's on Topsail Road there, right? Paradise to Mount Pearl. I don't know. Uh, no. Is it CBS? CBS, yep. CBS is one, so Conception Bay South. Ghouls? No, then Ghouls. It'd be Trans, Trans-Canada, that one? No, it'd be like Mount Pearl or St. John or downtown St. John's. So you can take no <laughs> you love Paradise. Get out of Paradise for it. So you can take it right to downtown St. John's or the other way you go to Conception Bay South, like uh Foxtrap and Seal Cove and all those places. Is that what it connects? Mount Pearl and CBS? Yeah. Essentially. Okay. Yeah. Someone has spray painted on it, here be townies. <laughs> this is true. That's awesome. Yes. I never thought what it connected. I just knew that was the demarcation between town and the bay. <laughs> I don't think either one of us got that one. So let's go to the last one, which is uh, number 10. In recent years, Newfoundland has become home to many excellent microbreweries. Port Rexon Brewing Company, Kitty Vitty, Newfoundland Cider Company, and Bay Roberts' own Bacaloo Trail Brewing Company, just to name a few. Uh, this summer, you can get a microbrew passport to get stamped at each destination. The selection of locally made beers has exploded in the past decade. However, if you find yourself in the shed with the boys, a craft beer may be hard to find. You'll likely find yourself sitting on a stack of empties of this popular beer brand as it's the boys' beer of choice. What is the boys' beer of choice? If you were to randomly sample <laughs> going in a shed on a Saturday night say, Kicking open the door, go, what do you have, boys? You mean in Newfoundland in general? In Newfoundland. In Newfoundland in general, what brand of beer would they probably have a lot of empties of and they would be drinking like a really popular beer? And it's not a microbrew at all. I think I might know what it is. So I think I know too. Ready? One, One two, two, three. three. Blue Star? What? Barry got it. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, sorry. It's Coors Light because... Why? Blue Star is popular out in Bay Roberts. I started drinking Blue Star because I went to Barry's wedding <laughs> and yes, everybody's yes, drinking Blue Star. Uh, Coors Light. 
something about Coors Light that it's just super popular in Newfoundland. I don't know that why. That is mental. It is. There's a story called Fitz's Cold Beer. It's not there anymore, but it was a very popular mm-hmm. beer store here in St. John's. And he said, I don't know, someone told me that he said that he sells more Coors Light than all of the rest of the beers combined. Wow. I find that so bizarre. It's not even a Canadian beer. No, it's just very popular for whatever reason. Holy shit. So are you telling me that Blue Star is like a Bay Roberts thing? I will say that where my wife is from down in Beer and Pencil, you'd be hard pressed to find a case of Blue Star down there. Really? What do they drink down mm-hmm. there? Coors Light. <laughs> do they really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a crowd. I mean, it's not even Molson or Labatt. I think it's brewed by Molson, I believe. Yeah. Which is like they just bought up everything. Yeah, okay. But I mean, originally, right, you'd think Coors Light is an American beer. Americans don't even like American beer. <laughs> that's well, weird. That's, that is definitely the most popular I beer I think here. I've blown your mind. On two things. Yeah. One, that Coors would be number one. And two, that Blue Star wasn't like <laughs> province-wide most popular thing. That is a crazy. Okay. So we're learning together. So, mm-hmm. so how do we do? I got seven out of ten. Chrissy got six out of ten. I'm the worst Newfoundlander. Well, to be fair, you haven't lived <laughs> here in 20 odd years, so. Yeah, but still, why? No excuse. Normally, this is where we would give you our email address, somewherepodcast.gmail.com, our website, somewherepodcast.com, and our Twitter handle, at somewherepod, to invite you guys to reach out to us, share your thoughts of the show, and just let us know what you think. When we recorded this episode, we found that we had way too much information for just one episode. So we're making this a two-parter. As we said at the beginning, we didn't know what each of us were going to bring to the table. So we didn't really uh, do a very good job at time management for it. So it, it bled over way too long for the length of episode that we generally like to have at the Some Weird Podcast. So please come back either next week or in two weeks for part two of the final episode of season four, where Barry will share whatever story that he's brought to the table with all of you lovely listeners. Having really long closing episodes for season four is some weird by. Yeah, I think people will know that Ted is from Newfoundland because of his lilting Newfoundland accent. He's all here today today. Jesus Christ, I'm a fucking leprechaun. Uh. <laughs>